Hello, this is Shiny Happy Radio. My name is DJ Sarah Toen. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Callum Valentine. We're going to be here for the next sort of hour and a bit, bringing you some tunes for Friday. And without holding you up any further, we'll get the first tune going. You sure do. Come on, baby.
Whoa, 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 what was that? We're starting things off right. That was Strike with You Sure Do, 7-inch mix. And I was telling you when we were off the mics that that's like one of those songs that it's been in my head for what feels like my whole life and only recently mm. have I actually managed to work out where it's come from. I think probably Clyde One listening or something. And I pick it Clyde One because there's another song. It's a classic. It's uh I'm sure it's been Yeah, it absolutely is. Absolutely is. There's another song called I think You're a Superstar by Love Inc. that was a really popular song in Scotland. I mean it's a big club song, but particularly here apparently, not so much anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I think from Canada. Yeah. How are you this week? I'm good. How are you? I'm knackered. I mean, I say that all the time, and I feel like it's just become my default response, but it's actually just been that each week I've been getting progressively more knackered. Well, as each week passes, there's just more and more work, isn't there? I mean, I would say, I don't know, controversially, and certainly not free-spirited or free-minded to say that you should be tired at the end of the week. You're doing something wrong if you're not. Should you be asking questions? But I think my last thing due is 7th of April, and then I get a a really cruel holiday. And then it's cruel because they call it a holiday, but then I've got exams at the end of April, so I'll probably spend my whole holiday learning the stuff I've had to skip to write my reports. Yeah, we've got that over here, actually, which is weird. I'm not used to graphic design exams, (laughs) and I don't think they work like usual exams are like it's like presentation work we've got eight or nine different presentations probably to make by end of term and you'll be assessed on them but yeah we've got that whole cruel holiday thing where term stops in june or mid fujin june even and then the exams will start somewhere between the third and the 19th of july but i can't complain really can i yeah well, at least at least you're somewhere sunny. Exactly. Every day's a holiday, really. Oh, my class. Yeah, it's been raining today. in Dundee like the past three days. Yeah, I heard. You guys had a good run, but um, all good things come to yeah, an end. Yeah, well, I had to end at some point. Uh, well, you know, it's, it comes just as I've been telling people that Dundee is the sunniest in Scotland, but it's all relative, isn't it? Well, anyway, I think I think we're we're talking about the weather, so it definitely says that we're sort of small talking. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll get the next tune going up right now. Go. I lost it. Cool, sweet 
That was The weekend with Hardest to Love from After Hours. Before that, Roseanne Murphy? Roisin. <sighs> Don't worry, you're not the first. Yeah, I was trying to sound somewhat educated and then I just f- um, failed miserably. That was a new one. It was because of that first tune you played. I was like, oh, I kind of want to play a Roisin Murphy tune. And I was going to play a different one. And then I was like, oh, well, she's got a new tune. So I suppose we should give the new tune. Yeah, yeah. I quite like it, but it, it is a bit more sort of downbeat than what she's been doing more recently. Well, DJ Kotze was featured on there. Was that like a production or a remix? Or, or what do you think is going on there with that collaboration? Uh, it sounds like she's doing the vocals and he's done the production. Right, okay, yeah. She might have written the song as well. It was not what I was really expecting because we've spoken about DJ Kotze before. We spoke with uh, about him, sorry, with... Jack from the Freak when he was on talking about Robag uh, Vruma and there was a record that he did uh, It'll All Be Over I think I must have played it on here Mm. but they had one copy left in the record shop and I remember Jack telling me about it and I think maybe the next day or something I went straight in to get it oh 
Lucky and uh, Yeah, so I've got the last one. But we wanted to talk a little bit about transmit. We were talking about it off the mics. Uh, yeah, I, I, apparently the posters... Sorry for that rather violent slap in the face segue. <laughs> apparently the poster's been up for a wee while, but... Um, Is that in Dundee, that poster? Yeah, it's, you know, the tunnel that's, like, near King's. Yeah, yeah, no, now you say it, I can see the photograph in my head that, that you'd post in your story. I know exactly where that is now. Yeah, you get buskers in there quite often. Yeah, well, the poster's seemingly been up for a while, but I hadn't paid any notice to it. Which just shows how bad a poster it is. Yeah, I think that the posters just help to solidify and reinforce that sort of zeitgeist nature of transmit that, you know everyone's neighbour and their dog is going to that festival and not for any real particular reason. I mean, maybe they love the Cortinas or the Cooks or whatever sort of band from 15 years ago that's playing there and then you get a few newer names like 1975 mixed in. It's not exactly cutting edge. Um, I've never been I know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay however much it costs just for a pulp because the crowds just won't be the right crowds to get yeah most out of it it still hurts me that i'm I'm gonna miss that a little bit like i think if they were playing somewhere else like you know the likes of like doing the rabbit hole yeah that, that would like be that. lovely yeah i'd take pulp public in the rabbit hole but i'm I'm not sure about pulp anymore anyway because it was made this big reunion because they hadn't played together or they haven't played together sorry for something like 10, 11 years maybe and then that was a reunion itself but the bass player passed away mm-hmm. um a few days ago so I I don't know if it's if it's going to feel like there's going to be a big missing piece like Steve Mackey was a big deal within the band as is every bass player to their band so it may be a really big miss and yeah it would be a lot of money to spend for a ticket for one day to see that one artist yeah we we were talking about the hmm. other bands that are playing like it's just the headliners I yeah. I just felt like they they had put so little effort into the lineup and it was just like Oh, we got 1975 and basically just like all the girls that have just turned 18 who are into 1975 are going to go just for that. Um, You know, get pissed in the park and see the 1975. I mean, I mean personally, I, I do like a few of the names on the lineup, but it's not that exciting. I think for what it's coming from and also considering the fact that it draws over 100,000 people. That's a huge number. And I think it probably suffers because it doesn't have any camping. I think that's the case with a few festivals. But there's another thing where they just—it's—it's it's not that big a space. They, how many tents do they have in there? Like, there's the main stage. They have tents. Yeah. Oh, tent it, like, um, I don't know. I've never been. I've, it's never been appealing to me. I've been waiting for the day that it's appealing to me, um, and it hasn't been yet. I mean, there's plenty of other festivals in Scotland. I've. I'm going to struggle to list them off the top of my head right now because I also haven't been to I many. Think, yeah, I, I mean, there's other festivals. It's just, there's a real What's lack of... What's that one that's been mentioned? Is it Kelburn Garden Party? That sounds right. Yeah, the Kelburn Garden Party. Yeah, that sounds good. And then... I saw the lineup for that. That looks pretty decent. I haven't seen it, actually. But I know the other festivals that get mentioned, we've already talked about doing the Rabbit Hole, Eden Festival, which is down Dumfries and Galloway. And then there's Connect Festival in Edinburgh looks good again this year. There's another festival on an island. I don't know what it's called, but a guy from a band once mm. said to me, my mate, that we could join him and get a load of free gear. Mm. Um, but we never joined him. We have another tune? Certainly. All right. I was kind of feeling your two-step vibe, so I'm, I'm going to go for that. 
Gains with closer than close, and before that, it was uh, take me to XTC. Yes, Soul by Transit Soul Mass Transit System. Who you can catch at Dems Fest, along with yes, you beat me to it. <laughs> along with many other people, this is not a, a promo, but a, a deliberate promo. Um, I was quite buzzed when I saw that they they'd booked him to play. So, yeah, is there any other acts that you've you've seen on the list that you're looking forward to catching uh so much transit system the one they post last night uh that man me girl oh yeah 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 she's really good um did, did callum not play man me on the show i think he did i think he yeah. said personally that's the one he's the most buzzed about um, i recognize the name and i and i felt like the reading the post and the hype around it it figured or kind of fit the profile that Callum had talked about. Because I don't think he actually... I think he played a track and we, we didn't say who it was that was playing the the track. Is that all right? I don't think we ID'd them. I think... I, I cannot remember. I'm looking at the lineup now. There's a few... There, there is quite a few that I know, but I don't know if, if they're from Dundee, if it counts, or if they're from, like, Scotland, it counts. Um, Boots of the Warrior is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um... 
he's from Glasgow. Uh, Jasper James, I've heard of, but I don't think I've listened to any I've, of his stuff. I've, I've actually seen him before, and uh, he played in he played in Dundee last year. But I saw him at Room Two in Glasgow. Oh right, okay. He was at, he was really good, because I most club nights I go along to. I there's maybe a few songs I enjoy, but if I have a good night at the club, it's it's more about other things that were going on. Don't worry, nothing, nothing. I'm on my best behavior at the club, guys. Um, surrounded by good, by well-behaved friends like Owen. That's the kind of night I have a good time. But Jasper James at Room Two. I'm gonna get back on track. That was great. The music alone was amazing. So he'll be good. I'm, I'm quite interested. They seem to have covered just about every Dundee base. I mean, I'll just go off quickly. But they've got All Good, Dems, La Freakin' Friends. Uh, these are all bigger than the ones who I think are actually better. Uh, no, no shade to any of them, but like in the smaller section on the poster, they've got uh, Floor Above, Cryptic Signals, Femme Fatale, uh, Is Kill, Duke City Jam, Collective, Jukebox Junkies. Uh, you know, they're all people I know from Dundee or Dundee-ish area. You're biased. They've covered all bases apart from Mr. Boner and Toucan Dan. Oh, yes, it's a, it's a bit of a hole. Well, one. I don't know if, like, if Acid Boner's Night on the First, which is the same night and has me torn about where I'm going to go, because I'm assuming all these big headliners they've got are going to be playing at the end of the night. Um, well, they, they, qu- today they posted a running order as well, so you can check that out. It's on their Instagram. Oh, is it? I'll, I'll look after the show. But um, yeah. I think I'm probably going to have to make the decision about seeing one of these big people or supporting Dan as he goes it alone after rebelling against the kings. Um, why, why is Dan not doing Dems Fest? Well, know? I think what would have happened, and it'd be really unfortunate if it is what happened, that he probably got booked for kings yep. um, when they were organising the artists and then got fired, so he probably could have played yeah i think you're spot on there sadly i know it's it, it's it's well annoying he's been doing some uh well we don't know we're not 100 percent sure it's him but there's been some uh mystery stenciling yeah there has been I've, i saw a bit of that online it looked really cool i was so you've got nothing to do with it then i was looking at it and i was like how has he cut this out like the detail on it was so final and it was big i was like has he cut this out by hand and like these tiny little dots on it yeah they look cool yeah, send some snaps if you find some more of them, because I've only seen a couple, but I think there's there's more to be found. Mm. Yeah. Right, we, are we going to keep on this garage two-step train? Yes, we will keep it going. Uh, I don't know if... Yeah, I guess this is kind of garagey. It's the same sort of ilk. Um, That's fine. We'll get, get it going.
Imagine by Shona Ama, Asylum Remix. Shona Ama, yeah. Never gonna tell you. What's going on? Is that what time it is? I think so. This is a big party, man. So, tonight, Friday the 17th of March, I've got a handful of events, one of which has been going full flow below us all day, St. Patrick's at the Dusa, famous or infamous depending on what side you're on, personally I couldn't give a shit, so I'm not there, couldn't make it anyway. What about you Owen, have you been at St. Patrick's at Dusa today? No, because um, I have actually never been at uni when St. Patrick's at Dusa is happening. And I'm in third year for my second time and I've never actually been at uni for... And is it, is it you intentionally dodging it or are you just saying it's a... Might be subconsciously dodging it. Um, yeah. I'm going to Acid Boner in Glasgow, so... Yeah, tell me a little bit about that because I don't have... I'm kind of rubbing it in. I'm, I'm going in as the Acid Boner Ultra. Like, the ultras are going through and <laughs> we're going to tear shit up in Glasgow. Oh yeah. Then we've got back in Dundee tonight. Uh, Melted Messiah and Acid Saurus Bong and Indica <laughs> and Colonel Fist at Conroy's base. I swear there was one called like Melted Bong as well. <laughs> Some combination. I think uh, this is an educated guess. It's a stoner night. But don't take my I word think, for it. I think if you were to go down there and you were bored, you may get past a joint. Yeah, f- free joints, huh? Can't say no. Technodrome is back at King's tonight. Um, I can't remember who is on the lineup. Do you remember, Owen? Cammy Stewart and someone else. Yeah, yeah I knew Cammy would be playing, but I can't remember if he's with him. It might just be a Cammy Stewart night tonight. I know in the past there's been... Sort of mixture of headliners, Acid Boner played one of the last times. And then Tom McGuire and the Brassholes are through from Glasgow tonight to play at Beat Generator, um, one of my favourite active Scottish bands. Um, yeah, that's going to be a good gig. I'm sorry to miss that one. Is that everything um, for Friday? I think there's, well, there's was one more thing, and that's uh, the reggaeton party at church. Could be all right. Might be fun. I don't know. Might also no get idea. a joint there. Maybe. I don't know if that's in direct competition or the same guys that were doing it at Casa. It might have moved to church. I'm not sure. Oh, good point. Good point. But anyway. But on to Saturday. Uh, tomorrow night. Right. Main, main attraction on Saturday is Lexfest at church. Um, yeah. Hope to... I'm going to see if I can maybe follow that on FaceTime. See if some someone can... Set their phone stick up. Stick a camera on so I can see it. Yeah, I'm hoping I won't be too brilliant. damaged from acid boner activities and I'll be able to go and show some love at that. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? We've got Optimo at King's. Oh, yeah. I don't know Optimo myself, but uh, a lot of people say they're absolutely like legendary. I think Dickie Trisco yeah. said on his Instagram that they're like absolutely legendary. They seemingly invented the... Uh, anything goes dj style yeah i don't know much about them all i know is that i was meant to see them at doing the rabbit hole this year and they pulled out i think a day before 
But it's been getting advertised for absolutely bloody ages. So I don't yes, know. yeah, yeah. I've seen the post about the white thing with it. It's got like a sort of like cartoonish like a bang. bang. Yeah. Right. Um, which I've noticed. So, yeah, that I, I. Seems like that'll be a good night, especially if people are saying, using the word legendary. It's um, yeah, um, a small word to throw about. We there's something on uh, Rad Apples called Sidol. I don't know if that's a gig or if it's uh, something to do with Japanese something. It's on Saturday. Yeah, uh, and we know they've got had a history of putting on a, events amongst gigs that are maybe more poetry based or the, yeah. They've had they've had to kind of they've had like awareness nights and debate nights that kind of. I mean, uh, maybe not such debate, but. You know, someone comes in to talk about an issue and there's audience participation. We're not sure what this is. Last thing we've got on Saturday is Gimp Fist. When you told me, I thought it was Gimp Fest. It is not Gimp Fest. (laughs) It is Gimp Fist. Um, Honestly, not much better of a name. Uh, It's (laughs) upbeat gen. (laughs) I'm just just seeing... uh, the guy from Pulp Fiction hanging upside down with the apple in his mouth. Is it even an apple in his mouth? What's in his mouth? It's, like uh, it's a ball gag. A red ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, let's uh, hope it's no, not. You've got, you've got to go and you've got to try and do, you've got to recover from Acid Bones tonight and you need to go to Lex Fest and then you need to go to Gimp Fist too and tell me what the hell's going on there. Well, I've just, just realised what Gimp Fist sounds like and I really hope it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're not the target market, Owen. Yeah. Or maybe um, Last of all, there is Franz Nicoli on Sunday at Conroy's basement. Um, they've told us he's pretty legendary. He There's that word again. Yeah. This, their <laughs> words. I'm quoting this time. Oh, yes, I know. No, I wasn't criticizing you. And I'm not criticizing Rad Apples either. Sorry, guys. But yeah, I mean, we were thinking kind of quiet, but reasonable amount of stuff on this weekend. Yeah, I think so. Enough to get your teeth stuck into. Right, uh, shit, I better get going. I'm going to have to leave you to, to do the rest. Um, Wait, I, what? I, I've just remembered I've got a, a a tuna quiche in the oven, homemade. What? <laughs> I've been slow cooking it at like one forty for like most of the day and I, think I'm, I need to get home in like 15 minutes. And so, and so your your fuel for tonight is a tuna quiche. Yep, it's gonna, and I'm I'm bringing someone a lunchbox <laughs> to Acid Boner because I'm a bit skint, so I can't afford dinner. Getting the free bus to Glasgow, tuna quiche, and then maybe a wee yes, pellet. You're gonna stink out that fucking mega bus, I tell you. <laughs> well, I'll let you off, I guess. Yeah. I'll just um, have to handle Van Damme by myself. It's been great speaking with you tonight. Listen to some good tunes. Yes, it's been a ple- it's been a pleasure too, Owen. Yeah, thanks for leaving me like this. I hope you enjoy your quiche. Uh, so I'll say my goodbyes. I've been uh, DJ Saratone, and it's been lovely listening to tunes with you tonight. And that leaves me um, to introduce you to our next guest, Jordan Wynas, the artist known as Van Dam, joining us. How's it going? I'm good. I'm pretty it's good. Nice yeah. to meet you properly. I know, I know, I know. We finally got kicked off there. It was a wee bit of a touch and go subject there, yeah. like a little bit. Um, yeah, it's funny to meet you for the first time over Teams, but uh, what what can you do? Um, you're our brof right now, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm our brof. And you're our brof born and bred. That's right? me, mate. I'm our brof yeah, born yeah. and bred. I know you best, or I'm familiar with your face, even though you might not be familiar with mine, through seeing all good a couple of times. Okay, all, all good. good is that our bro based? That start off at right. home? Right. 
So we're at, so you know, like recently, actually, we changed the Instagram name to All Good FC, right? Yes, because we yeah. couldn't get any other. Well, so basically, the night started. I've been frequenting Dundee since I was like. 17 16 17 yeah so and obviously our night started in the reading rooms so it started it began there we didn't actually do a night in our growth first we did it in dundee so mm. we were kind of dundee based in terms of like putting parties on and stuff but um we we've kind of come to the conclusion that because we're doing parties all over now it's like probably not good to have like the dundee in it but yeah, we are. We, I mean, we're Arbroath, Dundee. Let's say like northeast. That's probably like yeah, that, that. yeah, that, that sort of catch-all. Yeah. All right. And so, was were you DJing before All Good? Were you doing your own thing first? Yeah. So All Good has been on the go for like eight years now, but I've yeah. been DJing for like fifteen years. So oh. it's a long time. I'm actually thirty-four this year. So. I'm like and looking damn fine. I know, mate. Thank you. It's, it must honestly. It must be something in the water up here, or I don't know yeah. what it is. It's it, fish town, right? Yeah, yeah, mate. It must be the. It must be all the fish in that, isn't it? Yeah. As one of my mates is from our bro friend. Yeah, he's uh, one of the best looking people I know. No way. Where is it? Yeah. Um, I, he's a. Uh, in fact, if you're listening, Mister Chi Chan, hello. Uh, he is one of my mates from graphic design. He's a third year. Yeah, Chi Chan from Arbroath. His mum and dad run one of the Chinese takeaways in Arbroath. I Ooh, can't which one is it? Any of them there. I, I, frequent, mate, I frequent them all. So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pretty avid customer of all of them. You know, I know, you know, I've got all these notes for speaking to you and now I'm thinking that's such an obvious thing I should have you didn't even You didn't is... even find out which Chinese he has. Oh, Are you joking me? I know, and you'd maybe you'd actually probably recognise him because he works in there every Saturday night. Right, well, goes home to work for them. I don't often go in. I normally get it delivered because I'm, All right, okay. I'm fucking lazy. But, <laughs> but uh, no, don't find out though. That's cool though. Don't say my love is too familiar 
Cause she's everything to me Don't say what she don't know won't kill her I'm playing away Put your hands where I can see Baby, you know what I mean Cause you're looking good to me And you know I feel the heat As you button up your dress And I wake up in your bed With a head full of regrets Say, please don't turn me on Getting late, I know I should be gone don't push me cause I'm not that strong I'm not that strong I'll never make it right that strong no. I'll never make it Please don't touch me there Don't you know Stop playing with my mind Stop there Stop there You know I've got a lot of good care She's waiting for me waiting for me so This new record label Utopia is going to be monthly releases. Yeah, is that right? Are you going to do another monthly release for them? Um, possibly. I think so. Possibly. Yeah. Okay. Is that sort of under wraps? Hopefully. Well, yeah. Well, I've yeah. been speaking to Jagger, and she's like really keen. She's. I think she's. I mean, I can say anyway, but I think she's yeah. quite keen to take another tune of mine's that she's been kind of playing a lot. So, but it's like okay. a heavier one. It's not, this one's a bit more jazzy and whatever, but the other one, I've been making heavier stuff like as the last years, because I this got signed. Um, so she's had this song since February 2020, right? Mm-hmm. She's had it, she was playing it. And then I kind okay. of, um, and it was like one of the first songs I like really ever made, like proper made and finished and was like, I was happy with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Obviously, lockdown happened, and then we were supposed to have big weekend in Dundee, but that got shit canned. And then, so we were kind of like, so she was like, "Well, I'm going to play some of your tunes on the radio. Like, what would you want me to play?" So she, I, I gave her that. I gave her a bunch of other ones, and she like really liked that one. And then a few months, well, about a year down the line, she was like, I, "Like, I think I'm going to start a label. Would you be interested in letting me have the track?" And I was like, "Fucking right, have it." Like, I wasn't even going to plan to send it to labels, and because I really. I'm really worried about doing that. Like, not worried, but just, I'm not really sure how, well, I wasn't really sure. I'm kind of more sure now because I've I've been approached by labels now and I know kind Mm -hmm. of what they want. Whereas before, when I'd send stuff, it would just seem to fall on deaf ears. And it's like, I don't know, I feel like putting yourself out there that much. I feel like sometimes you've got to wait till it kind of comes to you because it will come when when it's right and it sounds ready. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And you touched a, a minute ago on the, the single single parent idea of doing everything yourself and suddenly having to give your product to someone else and then they've got to decide whether it's good enough or not. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. That's It's a bit shite, yeah. It's, do you know what? Yeah. It's, 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 it's also like, I mean, it's fine. Like, you've got to kind of learn to, like, go, okay, cool, and, like, you, you yeah. like, I'll let you. And, to, but to be honest, right, with Can't Grumble, they let me, like, so I kind of, I lost all my projects, right? So between me making that and and Jaguar wanting to kind of like really proper sign it and get it mastered and, and get it like mm-hmm. finished and ready to go, I I 
tried to upgrade my MacBook, right? And what I did, I upgraded it. I managed to add new RAM into it and because I couldn't really, it was during the lockdown, so I couldn't really afford a brand new laptop. So I thought, mm. I'm going to give this a go, went on YouTube. And it went perfectly, apart from the fact that I didn't actually back up any of my projects. So I, I installed a new hard drive. It's probably fucking sitting on this old hard drive right here. But, yeah. But I, yeah, it's, so it's fucking lost in the ether. So I had to remake it using the same, like, samples and sounds and stuff. And I managed to get a, a copy, like, ready um, to send for mastering. And um, a guy called Tom DeMac, he's actually a fucking unreal producer as well. He, he does stuff for screaming that. Um, he, they got him to kind of like got it, get it fucking sounding like radio ready for them. But they were amazing. They kind of just went, no, 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 it's fine. They were so patient, and they were. I think they had a long time schedule anyway, so they were kind of patient and waiting for it to be done and remade. I had to remake the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, it was good. No, I think it's superb. It, it's 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 so good. Like I was just scrolling through, uh, I think the Dundee Directory Instagram. And I think because we follow you on that, that was just when you, when you posted the, the little snippets of it being played on um, Radio 1. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's mad. serious. It's mad.
you say everything's built with samples, right? Is yeah. It, are you an instrumentalist at all? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, well, not really. Not really. Like, so I had, when I made that track, I had a TRA. So yeah. I had a Roland TRA and then I had, um, so the the bass line is made with like, um, uh, like it was, the original bass line was made with like a fucking Tom from the TRA. Um, yeah. And I just kind of like, I saturated it and stuff. But when I remade it, I actually used um, the TB3. I've got it here, this thing here. Yeah. yeah. I've, this thing here. And I just, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I just kind of, I what I kind of did is just recorded in the, um, like a loop. And then I just chopped it and then fucking like changed the pitches. So it is, technically it's a sample, but I am using like the synths and stuff. But, yeah, you you you've, you've taken you basically you've you've made a synth, like a synthesizer out of one sound. Yeah, it's not just like a sample that you're just pressing play on. You're moving it around. Yeah, in pitch totally. Timbre. You, yeah. the, I think when you're using like when you're using like Ableton and stuff because you can manipulate the sample. So I mean, there's like a bit of like debate online actually at the moment about people mm-hmm. using samples and stuff like that. And like I think a, a producer she's like used. She's like lifted the sample pack demo or something and used it as like right. a track. And I think that the debate stops with the fact that like, I think you need to manipulate a sound enough, you know, for it to not sound exactly like the original. I think out the rule stops with like drums and stuff. I think you can fucking use a, a ride or a kick or whatever. Yeah. Are there going to be vinyl pressings? I'm, Anything honestly, like that? I'm not sure. I mean... I think that I think at the moment it was like so when she signed the record from me it was like one so I was like do you just want one track and she was like yeah we just want to put singles out one track um I mean maybe down the line I think I mean like having spoken to Jaguar like on loads of occasions and stuff I think it would be something that she would probably like to do but I think mm-hmm. at the moment obviously with all the problems with the press implants that just happened and like all the backup of vinyl, I think Adele held it all up. Yeah, what happened there? Because I, I, so I've heard a little bit about this, but I've never spent any time reading about it. What's happened there? So there's a couple of like labels. I know a couple of people that have like have labels that have like they do press vinyl and stuff, and they said that they were just they just couldn't get space in these pressing plants. They couldn't actually get their records in there to get made mm-hmm. because they were chock a block. So. I don't know. I don't know how, how. I've never went through the process of having anything pressed, but I do know that it's like arduous. It takes a long time. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little bit of a. It's a little bit of a ball ache. So they. I think it's like. I think that that's what's happened. And, and I know. And then I seen recently somebody sent me a, uh, one of the boys that was saying about the pressing plants and stuff, and he sent me this photo, and it's like all these. It was like an Instagram post or something, and it was like all these re- these Adele records, like stacks and stacks of Adele records in fucking charity shops. Yeah, and it's like she's they've obviously overcooked it a little bit and fucking went and got. Yeah, it sounds like it, and it sounds like maybe what's happened as well is as vinyl declined, you know, during the two thousands, um, or during the nineties and then the early two thousands. Um, I reckon that I don't know for sure, but I'm gonna I'm gonna surmise that many plants shut down and now the market is actually bigger than it was before because there are more people than there were back then listening to music and so Adele and artists that size go let's just go to town on this and because there's less plants they yeah. just they get yeah chock a block like yeah you said. I know it's 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 because as well you got it's it's a weird one as well because 
vinyl has always been a kind of dance music thing. Like, yeah. it's more a dance music thing than a pop music thing. And But now, because there's collectors that are into, like, pop music and whatever, like, you know, other genres, like, yeah. the people are starting to collect it out with the dance spectrum. I think the dancey people are like, what the fuck? We've been, we've kept this real for this whole yeah, time. Yeah, you kept it alive. Yeah, we yeah. kept it alive. And now, now we've not got space to get our stuff made. So I think that's what it is. Yeah. But look, it's all opening up again and that. I know that. I, I think I would love, I would love a, a record. That's like, that's yeah. a proper, like, dream of mine to have a record press. And loads, it's pretty easy to do it, but I'd like to have a tune signed to a label and have them make me We'll make yeah. everyone records of it. It would be cool. Yeah, I'd be I'd be first on the list to buy that. And Mate. I think on the B side, I'd take five pianos. I absolutely love that tune as do well. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, that's Amazing. so cool. I, do you know what? It's so funny that as well. Like that's one of the ones that like people really, really always go back to and say that really like.
I mean, I've, I'm actually working on six pianos at the moment. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I've used like the. So you know, how I said I lost all my projects and that. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. So did you lose five pianos in that? Lost as well? fucking everything, mate. I lost yeah. everything. So I was like, but Jesus. I had the copies of that. I had like the the solid. So I'm, that's why I managed to release it. And see with the other boys from All Good. Do you do you make music with them? We're trying to. We're we're starting. Yeah. So we've made songs before. We've made like edits and stuff like that. So yeah. I've made we made like an edit. It's actually mental, right? I'm gonna I'll send you a link once it's done. But well, not done. But once we're we're done, sorry. Um, yeah. We made an edit of Scissor Sisters, um, Filthy yeah. Gorgeous, about yeah, 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 about maybe five years ago, and it's had like seventy, nearly seventy thousand like plays on SoundCloud, and it's like yeah, we just put it up for free, made it, and like slapped a couple of kick drums in it and like kind of yeah. filters and stuff and it like did really well so we've I've tried to bell. did you guys ever did you guys play that other lands or something yeah we've no we played we played um we used to play all the time we used to play all yeah. the time but um i think we've we've loads of people have got it as well we just right. dished it out for free so if we were hoping that people would play it but yeah well, i'm trying to get them in here to do it i've set up Nairn's studio stuff because he's got like all the gear and no idea so we're trying to like uh, I'm trying to get get them on the production thing but they're they're getting there they're like they're um we've kind of been working on a couple of things I want to like get a couple of things finished with them with both of them so we can like release it yeah and you said so you said you've had that filthy gorgeous for about five years and you've been making tracks for yourself for about three years you said yeah well I was making edits and stuff for ages yeah. on Ableton. So that's kind of how that kicked off. But kind of like, you know, writing bass lines and writing stuff, using more like theoretical, like, you know, like actual written bits of yeah. music. That's, and ma- and actually making my own songs rather than remixing or editing. That was only mm. probably just before the pandemic. And what was that a product of? Why did you suddenly go into trying to make your own stuff from scratch? Because it's just, it's like the psycho like i was like remixing stuff and putting and and making edits and then what i kind of started doing was i made a i made a remix of acapella by calice and yeah, yeah. but i didn't use any of the instrumentation from the original i just used the acapella and so i wrote all the bits for it all the piano bits and all the um synths and stuff and then i was like i mean i was like this is like my own version of this so i was like so i need to kind of so i was kind of thinking i need to like not and I'm, i knew that it would never get released or anything because of like calice was not gonna fucking hear it and not release it so yeah i was like I'm, i need to like start making my own music like using the skills that i've kind of got to so that was just kind of what it was and are you just composing by year uh, I kind of like I use so Ableton Live is like yeah. a cheat code a little bit. Uh, yeah. So on my push, like it's I, I can kind of like pick the key that I'm in, and I can yeah. kind of um and on push it'll keep me in key. So um yeah, it kind of uh it, it kind of keeps it kind of keeps me right, but I am kind of doing it by ear. Sometimes I'll like if I hear. Like so, if I'm I start with the drums. So usually I try to do it. I try to do it pitched with the drums. So it, it kind of works out like that. But sometimes I just sit and I'll just noodle and then I'll and then I'll see what it is. 
Usually the baseline mm-hmm. comes first. The baseline's usually the first thing that lands. And then then I, I learned how to kind of make a triad out of the baseline and then go up an octave. So then, yeah. so I was kind of, it was just all that. And then now I'm starting to learn that the baseline doesn't have to be the same as the, the, the you know what I mean? The, the triads. I can make it like a different note in that yeah, scale. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's totally. what I'm starting. Like I'm just getting to that point now, which sounds really basic, but like, and people that are like p- play piano or play any instruments will be looking, like, listen to this going, what the fuck? How's he on Radio 1? You know what I mean? When he doesn't even know how to do that yet. But I'm learning. I'm getting there. It's just no exact science. I mean, I wish I could split, switch places with you because I'm someone who's got, like, lots of theory, I think, in my head. But, I, like, how you're saying one of your guys from All Good is uh, all the gear, no idea. Um, I feel like I'm, like, all the theory, but I have no idea how to put it into my hands. Yeah. You, you know, like, you know I just you don't practice You need to just enough. do it. You need to just do it. You need to get a copy Ableton and you need to sit and you need to recreate one of your favorite songs that's the best yeah, yeah. way to do it it is absolutely for me it's consistency because i've actually done that before um that what was i i remember at one point i was really into mixing so i was taking the, the bare files and remixing stuff and uh like even just the other day right i was listening to or for some reason no scrubs by tlc was in my head and it is i it I, I, the same, I love and hate the guitar sound in that because it's so clearly not a guitar. It's, it's MIDI. It's fake, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was proving to somebody that, like, that's not a guitar because you can't, like, that... Like, you yeah. can't play it like that on a the guitar. Pitches are, the pitches are all weird in it. It's funny. Yeah, and it, the way that the like the strings resonate, like, it sounds like they stop, but they don't. But anyway, I, I picked up my guitar and I played it for them, and then I sat and I did it on MIDI on there. So that's one thing I'm good at is I quite quickly can, like, hear See, it. See, that's... And then I can... That's I can, talent. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I suppose, but I, well, the talent for me would be actually just sticking with it and making a habit of doing it consistently, but I pick it up once in a while and then I put it down. But it's funny, you were, you were talking about, I got into this because you talked about bass lines and restructuring the music through the bass. Um, that's totally what I'm into. So the one thing that I'm consistently active in, well, not now because I'm in Milan, but um, this is me and, me and my bandmates. Nice. Um, I don't know if you, have you heard of Katie Nichol, but she's a singer from Dundee. I have, I have heard of yeah. her, yeah. Yeah, so she she's had a few releases, and one of them was played. I think maybe two of them have been played on Radio One now. I'm not sure. Anyway, she's doing well, and me and a, a couple other guys came together to form our backing band, and I've been playing bass with her. And it's one of my favorite things when playing the bass is just to instead of just playing the root note, is to yeah take the triad and see how you can structure it and almost flip the song inside out. Yeah. So I I don't know if you listen to Pet Sounds. By the, the by Beach, the Beach Boys. Boys, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, God only knows is a an amazing example of that because the way Brian Wilson plays the bass on that is so complex that there isn't really like a key center. Right. Like it's it just it moves from being it starts in A, and then it goes to yeah, it starts in A, and then it starts moving down to E. And then it goes to B at one point as well. It just it doesn't really settle. It just keeps yeah, it keeps moving because his baseline it's not based on the roots. It's based on the fifths and the thirds, and it's always moving down. There's like a bit of counterpoint involved. Holy fuck! That's that's mad. mad. But so like I know that pets. I know that pet sounds was like a fucking crazy album. The way they produced it and the way that like everything about it was mad. So it's like it doesn't surprise me that he was doing mad shit like that.
skills that you've been helping out with in our growth um it's like com- some kind of community initiative is that right yeah so skills academy are a community-based um a, i don't know what you'd call it community-based brand i don't know but they basically yeah. they they are a charity and they're based on our growth and they go into schools um they go into um any, pretty much anywhere that kind of like they can to provide sports um, and they do DJing as well. So like I'm part of the yeah. DJ, I kind of structured the DJ program and um, it's just yeah. to kind of, we started going into, basically what it was is my old PE teacher, David Jukes, he is part of, um, a part of the, their like, um, I don't know what it's called, but like they're like they're part of their the group of people that are like on the board, um, and he for a wee while he was saying we really want to do this DJ thing, we really want to do it, we don't know how where to start and blah blah. So I first of all they asked me for the equipment they needed, and then and then it kind of got to the point where they were like, look, would you be interested in doing it? And then I was like, oh, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really sure where to start. I've never really taught anybody how to DJ or anything, mm-hmm. um, and then it got to the point where it was like we were I kind of I was working alongside this girl Becca who worked for skills and she kind of knew the 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 teaching side of things she didn't know how she didn't know how to DJ but she knew she kind of knew what kind of points we needed to hit and like the kind of structure of things so then I was like right well I'll just she just kind of was like right what would we do next like what what's the we use the um the process of um the points sorry the points that they've got a hit for the SQA music, um, like stuff. Yeah, so we yeah. use that. It's, it's, I've got like we've got a big massive workbook that the teachers. It's mad the work the teachers have got to put in, by the way. And I've yeah. got this big workbook of like stuff that they've kind of got all these. They're called E's and O's. I don't know what it means. A, a evaluation yeah, outcome, maybe. I don't know. But so we got all the E's and O's for music and some of sports things as well. We kind of we tied in 
the sports ones. Not like not the actual things, but like we use the sports ones to kind of see what theory that kids need to hit in that kind of age range, but like kind of first, second, third, fourth year, um, and primary school age. So we, mm-hmm. um, but we aimed for that kind of middle middle ground, first, second, third, fourth, and we broke it down, and then we made like an eight week program, um, for kids to learn to DJ, um. And yeah, and then we've been since the so we and then it's and now it's kind of I think it's approved by the SQA now. So that's amazing. Yeah, so we're going into schools and Beckel sadly left um, skills. So I've been kind of managing and leading it myself. Um, and yeah, it's been really good. I do that like I did. I was doing it today in Monifeet High School and in Our Ladies Primary School in Dundee. Yeah. And I've been doing it. Yeah, we're, we're doing it in Arbroath High School tomorrow, and then. I do it in Borrowfield Primary in Montrose and I can't remember the other place. There's somewhere else as well. But yeah, so but, but yeah, we do I do it like three or four times a week and it's going really well. The 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 results have been really, really good. It's we kinda aim to, to do it with kids that were on the verge of like, you know, kind of fucking up school a little bit and kinda yeah. and go and look. Like you know, the kids mm-hmm. that are checked out and they were like, look, we're not the Maybe they've got stuff going on at home, or maybe they're just really not like engaging. Yeah, school's not their priority for whatever reason. They're not engaging, and they're just. And do you know what? It's pretty. I'll be quite honest. There is no wonder why kids aren't engaging. They've not changed the way people like kids. They've not adapted to to anything that's come along in the last twenty years. Like since I've been at school, they've not changed anything. Like it's still mm-hmm. the same. I mean, like they're still living like in the Stone Age in terms of like how like thinking how these kids learn um so it's like mad like even like we were you know we were chatting about chat gtp uh, gpt and stuff like that and i mean it's, they've not even adapted to kids having access to google yet like they really haven't and i think that that, yeah. that whole thing is like you know giving the kids a little bit of success that's what like it seems to be going well because we're giving the kids a little bit of success it's something kind of different and cool and mm-hmm. I think that really, really benefits them. Like it kind of, they, they, they come out on the other side and they they seem to have jo- enjoyed it. And they get a little mix. They get a, they, we, we kind of, sh- we teach them over the eight weeks how to, how to build a playlist and then mix it all together. And it's some, sometimes they're super technical and like the kids that we're working with in Monifeet High, they're four weeks in and they're yeah. like structuring all these mad trap mixes and that. And it sounds banging. And I'm like, I, I literally was sitting there today and I was like, I honestly feel like I'm doing nothing because they're just, I've shown them how to use the basics the first two weeks and they were like running with it. So, and you know what it's teacher. like. Well, yeah. Well, no, it's, honestly, it's not that. It's like, I think. Well, it, you, you, you put the, you create a platform, like you said, for people who are not engaged and then suddenly halfway through, it's not even like you got them to eight weeks and then yeah. suddenly they start to see the light. Halfway through there, you can basically allow them to just go and do their own thing. You've done something right. <laughs> Honestly, I think they've all got it in them. And I think it's just like, I th- do you know what? I wasn't allowed to take music in high school, right? So, yeah. because I was a fucking bad boy in school. And I was like, I was told I was a fucking little arsehole in school. Like, I wasn't that bad. But, like, I, I mean, I stayed on until sixth year and stuff like that. But yeah. my first and second year was on a behavior check. And the music teachers really didn't like me. And I didn't have, like, a this formal basis of music knowledge. And they were a bit snobby towards it. So, but I would, mm-hmm. I had the, I ha, I really wanted to learn. Like, I really, really wanted to learn. But I would get in the class, switch the keyboard on, and I would start fucking trying to play, like, 
you know, Beverly Hills Cop or fucking helicopter noises and shit. And then they were just like, nah, out. And and they, and they, that's what they did. So, yeah. It was... it, it, I've, I've, I never studied music in school because I felt, so um, the department uh, at my school, I mean, for starters, when I joined, there was like this internal conflict where you had two younger teachers and you had two older teachers. And the two younger teachers weren't perfect, but they were slight, They were probably slightly more forward thinking than the older teachers. Yeah. But they also had some bad characteristics about them and they refused to engage with the older teachers. So the department was rubbish for years. And then the younger teachers left and... Basically, the older teachers are the kind of teachers that would use the school show to, like, showcase themselves. You know, like, like I had this teacher um, called Mr. Cooper, who my, one of my mates who probably is going to listen to this. Hi, Josh. I'm going to come for Mr. Cooper right now, Josh. Um, Mr. Cooper, I think, was such a fun and cool guy, and he was a good laugh, and he was he's a great pianist. Um, but he, like he started towards the end of school making loads of false promises to people. Like he told my mate, "Oh, you you can come in and like you can like um, arrange the band for this little bit of the show," which of course was bullshit. And it was basically just him and another teacher got to organise uh, what was going on. And then one day we came in with a bit of music to show him, and he wasn't interested at all. And then I remember he actually kicked me out of the band because I asked why we were doing something. Um, to the the basically the conductor for lack yeah. of a better better word, um yeah he, and it was it just it was it, it, it was so regressive and when I hear you talking about taking classes in DJ and I'm like I want to be in your class me I want I I want to be in my class <laughs> yeah I know you're like oh it's it's three you know years too late isn't it yeah <laughs> fucking and the rest mate you know what it's <laughs> bad right but you're saying that it's like I do feel like some of these teachers and stuff. That like they do want it to be a platform for themselves. They've maybe not done what they really wanted to do. Yeah. And they're wanting to show off their skills a little bit, which is cool. Mate, I've not I've not actually shown any of my classes that I can actually DJ. I've just like <laughs> That's a great sign. Yeah, I've not done it because because I'm like because they're so keen to get on the decks and that that I don't really have a minute to kind of go, this is what I'm doing.
I'd like to talk to you a little bit about um, Back to Back, which we spoke about briefly earlier. Yeah. Um, so what exactly is Back to Back? Right. So Back to Back is a podcast um, that I do with Lewis and Paddy. They're, okay. Lewis and Paddy run it and I'm the presenter. Um, okay. And we interview DJs like... With, uh, Joe, actually, Joe Dargy as well. She does. She's done some interviews too. We've had a few hosts actually over the past few years, but it started kind of just at the arse end of the pandemic. Um, Paddy and Nick were kind of starting this podcast, and they started doing it together. And then it's kind of evolved into like kind of me being the presenter, and and um, I've kind of taken on that role in there. And yeah, it's good. It's like we've kind of we've done a few kind of mad uh, interviews and we're just kind of using the, like, you know, using the contacts that we've already got in, te- in, in, in the industry in terms of previous guests that I've maybe worked with or um, or Paddy's worked with or, and, or Lewis's film because Lewis is filming and editing everything. He's, like, pretty well known in Scotland in terms of, like, the, um, like, you know, like, video editing and videoing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's he does he's worked with like loads and loads like he works with SWG three all the time and LF system and all these people so yeah it's it's been pretty good I I fucking love it I actually love doing it it's it's my it's one of my favorite bits about all this stuff is like the podcast um it came out of, yeah. it came out of the so I was doing a live stream uh I was doing a live I don't know if you've seen bits of it but I was doing a live stream um in the pandemic when the shit hit the fan and I was, uh, and, and everything uh, went like, went crazy. I am, um, I've got a copy here. I'll send it afterwards. But I am, um, was doing a, I started doing a live stream. The, the week, the week that the shit hit the fan, I bought a green screen and I bought a, and do you know what's metal? A week later, they all sold out everywhere. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like all the green screens and everything, you couldn't like you couldn't get them anywhere because people just like it was like two weeks later or something. But I bought a green screen, bought like and then I got OBS on my um, computer. I learned how to use it. I set everything up like because I've got my deck. So I used to do it like right here, and I used to have the green. Screen yeah, yeah, I've seen. I think I've seen a little clip of it. Yeah, I've just seen like and maybe a minute or two. I used to just jump. I used to just like every Friday, I would stream to Twitch and. I kind of got bit better and better at doing it, like in terms of like technically, like you know, setting up the visuals and everything. And I had just like visuals running on the green screen, and then I would get on the mic, and it was basically just because we could, at the very start of the pandemic we couldn't, um, we couldn't really party. We couldn't like we, yeah, like I was all. kind of being a bit smart in terms of the first well the first few months. I was being like kind of careful. I've got a, I've got a nine year old son, so I was like kind of being a bit smarter about what's going on and then so we couldn't all meet up and we couldn't do anything so i was like well every friday jump on the mic jump on jump on the decks play some tunes speak some shite and it was really interactive it was good it totally got me and then being focused on planning that for every friday was like good because i didn't have gigs and i didn't have things happening so it was it was nice so after that because i was speaking on the mic and all that sort of stuff um back to back approached me and asked me if i wanted to do um, one of their podcasts called The Day in the Sun, which was just when everything kind of opened up. So that's kind of how yeah. it started. But yeah, it was, it, it was, yeah, it kind of fell into it. it was, it was, I, I, I totally love doing it. It's class. And and how often do you make shows with them? 
but um, every month, once a month. Um, but at the moment, it's kind of ramping up a little bit. We just, I just got off the back of doing one with uh, Kilimanjaro, jo- uh, Josh Kilimanjaro, and yeah. um, we've just wrapped up the Hannah Lane documentary as well. So okay. we're doing like an actual documentary style thing with her. We'd wrap that on Tuesday, and I'm actually pretty buzzing for that to come out as well because Hannah's got a quite interesting story. Um, she's totally fucking smashing it at the moment as well. So it's um, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know Theo Bleak. Mm-hmm. Um, so Katie was on the show. I keep talking about her interview because we had such a such a good chat. But I brought it up a few times on the show since. Um, she was talking about why she doesn't play in, or hasn't been playing in Dundee, and it's because she says like you know over the past sort of five years the scene's regressed and actually she even though she's popular online and manages to to get on good support bills and get good gigs yeah. in Glasgow and Edinburgh um people wouldn't come out to see her in Dundee yeah um and it, I don't think it's because people aren't interested it's just because everything's so splintered like people just don't know what they're missing out on I feel like Dundee doesn't have the right venues there's a problem with venues in Dundee I think Hunter S is amazing and what they're doing with like places uh, well you know with with, with bands and stuff and also club nights hunter s is class and i think that like but i think losing the reading rooms was like a big massive catalyst in the kind of decline in like you know there being a kind of scene like not a scene but because obviously theo what she's doing is different it's not like clubby stuff but i feel like that all kind of works together i mean but i do feel like there's like there's just not like I feel the same. I do bigger gigs everywhere else. I don't yeah. do massive gigs. I mean, we put on like, you know, if we've booked like LF system, yeah, they've had a number one. They're going to sell out a venue. But yeah. we had Overmono last month. Overmono are like the one of the biggest fucking acts at the moment. We sold 300 tickets for them, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What is going on? Like, it's mad. I think that there's, I've discussed this with a few different people. I mean, I think that there's just there's, there's a lot of a lot of people coming to Dundee, and I was talking about this in the pub actually just a few weeks before I le- I think the week before I left and I was ranting onto my mates about all the different things, and I was talking about how Dundee feels a bit like a lobby city, that like a lot of people are when well, young people when they're coming into Dundee at the moment, like me admittedly, um, it's like well either I ask them oh so you're a student. Uh, or oh, you'll be moving to Glasgow or Edinburgh soon. That's like the thought process. And it's like, oh, you're not one of those things? Okay, what's going on there? But the, that's, you know, the, for all the talk of Dundee being up and coming and being able to stand up on its own two feet, it's never going to do that if people are only coming here to do their degree and then leave. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. I think it feels like, it does feel like a little bit of a, like a, like a middle ground for kind of going elsewhere. But that shouldn't hold it back. Anything, no, in fact, people should have like, oh, do you know what? We're all gonna have a few years here. Who cares what let's happens? Let's go and experiment and make the most of it. Yeah, I know it's weird, but I do. I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying, and I do. I do agree that it probably is something that holds it back. But it's weird because Dundee, like, honest to God, I've been putting parties on in Dundee for like, I mean, more than eight years, more than all good because I was doing parties before. Yeah, and the reading rooms. And we put parties on there for years and it was like, no joke, so lucky that every single one of our nights was stowed out. It was yeah. it was bouncing. And even the, not the busy nights were, you know, like if we had a night that we had half capacity, still bouncing and everyone loved it. 
Um, so it's just it's just it's a strange vibe at the moment. I don't know if it's maybe the way that people are consuming media now. I don't know if it's the way that I don't know if it's something to do with the venues. I don't know. If, I don't know what it is, but it's it's. I think I do think Dundee does need another alternative venue, something similar to like SWG three. That yeah. you know, it's like a multi-purpose venue that that really does want to help the scene because I feel like the venues in the venues in Dundee aren't really doing much for the people that are putting parties on and putting uh, putting gigs on. Yeah, I, don't, I, really, I get that. I don't feel like they are, and I and I and and it's just like I think that it's quite. We've used the word regressive quite a lot, but I'll say it again: yeah. it's holding back because, like, there is venues in Dundee that don't like their that don't like their DJs playing anybody else in Dundee. Like, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. thing. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I know you probably know, and you probably don't want to mention it, but I, I'm half, I'll happily mention it. And this is something that we had a problem with before uh, we like left the dining room. So it was like. It was, it was, it's, and now people are kind of noticing it and we got a lot of flack for it. We got, as all good, we got a lot of flack for, for wanting to kind of go use other venues. This was kind of as the green rooms was closing and we couldn't, the, the guests that we were booking, we couldn't make enough money on the capacity that reading rooms had been restricted to. So we yep. kind of went, well, we have to go elsewhere. And they kind of gave, they said, gave us our, their blessing a little bit, but a lot of people kind of were like, fuck them guys, they, they fucking deserted the rooms and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we were kind of like, look, we can't do what we need to do on that capacity. It's just not going to happen. We tried to do events. We did like George Fitzgerald. And I'm not joking. You're like, we fucking lost a lot of money because we were like, pay- we were paying these acts. They weren't t- reducing their fee. And no. we were having to still pay the same amount of money to use the venue. So, and then now when you hear about other venues, well, now charging so much to use their venue and they don't have their own decks they don't have their own sound system they don't have their own sound tech they don't have any of that but they're charging a grand two grand yeah you know you know like on top of that and it's just like that is just not gonna make a scene tick no soul destroying it's fucked it fucks it up so that re- leads me on to one glimmer of hope though what do you think about dems fest oh mate i'm buzzing for it I'm so excited, and I love the. I fucking love what these guys are doing. Um, yeah. it's so fucking cool. Like that, they, they're all, they're all up for it. They're all, they're uni. Like you know, and I think it maybe is what like when we were speaking about like you know everyone not kind of pushing forward. They're doing it. They're doing this. Oh, yeah, yeah. When they mentioned this idea about it, I was like, why the fuck have we not done this? I was like, honestly, for so long. I know, mate, and I was like. Um, I was like, look, anything you need, we, we'll help you with because it's just it was just something that we just didn't think was doable. But really, like they've just called upon people that we all know. We all know like all these acts, yeah. and yeah, it's really good. And they've only got a few headliners, but they're all spot on. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I love them. I'm honestly loving what they're doing just now. And uh, so I think they're all yeah, sound as well. They're all fu- sorry. They're all really fun as well. They're, they. We've we've parted with them a couple of times and it's they're fucking class. I only really know Callum and I know a, a couple of other people who are involved with the creative team. But we had Callum on now what that was episode twelve of the show, and he came on and that was exactly what he said when you said about oh we should have done that or we thought of that idea why did we not do that yeah it, that's exactly what we spoke to him about about that's when you know when you've got a great idea yeah because lots of people actually had this idea too but didn't do it. 
Totally. And that 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 tells you there isn't there is passion for it, but the difference is just doing it. Yeah. It's, it, it's getting off your arse, lot. getting off your arse, and doing it. And yeah, yeah. it's tough. It, it's tough because there, you've also got to have certain characteristics for it to work. So, like you said, you had a good time partying with them, and like and. So again, I only know Callum, but Callum manages to balance an act of being really friendly, um, really intelligent, um, and also just a really good fucking time. Yeah, that's um, they're all like that. They're all like they're all fun time guys, and um, and I think that this thing is is really good for Dundee. It's really really good. Um, it's look, it's Dundee Student Union. Dundee Student Union's a bit shy, but. Yeah. I think because we've done events there, we did a we did a couple of events a few years ago, and they're so well organized. Like it's like working with a professional venue, but on the on the flip side, their bouncers are a little bit rough and ready, and they're like you know they can't. They, it's like they don't like people having fun. They're like they're trying. They want to be like kind of police, kind of um, yeah. Uh, maybe not police, but do you know what I mean. Like they're just kind of no, I know I get what you mean. They're choking yeah. to like. Don't do that. Do this. Like, whatever. They want to chuck Well, they're choking to, to get a bit of power back. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I'm going to tell you what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, even if nothing's going wrong, they still want to yeah. kind of flex that a little bit. And But I think that this is going to be class. I, I'm really, yeah. really buzzing for it. Like, I'm really excited for it. Hopefully, if there are bouncers there, which I reckon there'll be some kind of security, it'll be a good enough time that they can enjoy themselves yeah, too. They, yeah, they, do you know what? They, they, they'll be on their best behaviour, I think. I think that... I know Ronnie that work, works at uh, Dundee Student Union and he like organizes a lot of events and stuff and he'll be like saying to them, look, this is going to be, this is quite a big thing and if we can make this happen every year, we want to keep them here so don't fucking annoy anybody and don't chuck anybody yeah. in for no reason. But in the same sense, like if there's any issues, then I know that they'll probably have to deal with it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Right, I think that probably wraps up everything. Um, it's been great chatting to you. You Thank too, you mate. for coming on. Um, this is where I'm going to have to sign off the show. All good, man. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It's been another week of Shiny Happy Radio. I've been Callum Valentine. I'm Van Dam. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>